episode of the season a nice uh digital episode today me and michael on the discord thank you guys for joining us uh i have had the flu for the past five days i do not want the flu (laughs) i am i am no longer having the flu as of like today but because of my flu having experience michael did not want to be in the same room with me and i don't blame him and to be honest with you i didn't want to leave the house yet so that's why it works we're out doing for both a of digital us. episode yeah it works out better for all of us um once again is eric with me as always michael thank you for joining us here for part two of a discussion on vanquished also the last regular episode of the season before holiday shenanigans the calm so, before the storm Yes, before the arguments and the complaints and all this fun stuff. Vanquish, uh, a universally calm, chillaxed game, for sure. Yes, a game you play while, you know, contemplating your life and sitting under a waterfall and all those fun things. Um, So, let's go ahead and get into, uh, real quick, kind of some business. After this episode, we'll be releasing a couple of holiday episodes... Uh, they will not follow the normal format. If you have listened to our show for the past couple of seasons, you will kind of see how it runs. Well, we will do a ranking show, and then we have kind of a fun holiday show that we're going to be doing also. Um, but since this is the last uh, regular show of the season, let's go ahead and stick to the format today. Uh, Michael, what video games have you been playing? I need to jump into the discourse. Okay. Because there's been a lot of discussion on these new Pokemon games. And I've been playing a lot of these new Pokemon games. A lot of talk about these here new Pokemon. Yes. A lot of discussion. Mostly, uh, this game... Mostly, this game looks and runs terribly. And you know what? They are exactly right. I want to get this discussion off out of the way first because it's so frustrating. Because... Uh, you you can see like the writing on the walls and how this came to be. With we're near the end of the Switch life cycle, so they gotta get the new Pokemon out there right away. They've been working on this game since Sword and Shield release, which is 2019. So it's a three year development cycle in which the team was mostly working from home when this was happening. I'm not excusing this because they should have got delayed. And I imagine they didn't want to delay because of we're near the end of the Switch life cycle and uh, pushing it back would inevitably push back the other Pokemon games that they're working on. They're on a, they're usually do a cycle of three. They usually have like a year of spinoffs, then a year that is a remake, and then they do the next generation game is how they typically do things and pushing that back to the back burner. And I imagine they want to get this out so they could probably work on updating the engine if they ever do decide to update the engine for the next-gen hardware. So as a result, there was no delay. This is what we get. And there are frame rate dips constantly. The only crashes I had were on online multiplayer, but the game looks bad. 
Like, er untextured grounds. The only thing that looks really great is the Pokemon. That's where they spent all of their time. But this game looks near atrocious. Okay, now with that all the out of the way, this is the, probably the most fun I've had with a Pokemon in so long. Because the gameplay itself is really good. The change-ups they made are really smart. The quality of life stuff they've done in terms of, like, the battles and the catching is really freaking great. The story and the characters are better than they've been in a long time. So it's very frustrating that this could have been an all-time great Pokemon game. But the minute you start it and then have to endure the three-hour tutorial just that teaches you everything you already know while also looking at the most boring environments and the most like broken character animations there's a bit where you're meeting a whole bunch of characters and they are moving at 15 frames a second while some characters are moving at 30 frames a second is bad it is cyberpunk 2077 levels of performance going on here i i know that the the justification right is that switch hardware is old but at the same time I mean, you can uh, you can only do so much and let that ride so long. I mean, just yeah. some of the footage I've seen, it's just it's hard to you you knew when you released this that this was going to be a problem, and it just it's, if you have a good strong game there, the only thing you're doing is you're preventing people from even giving it a shot because they're just exactly. seeing this and they're going, "This is ugly. This is broken." I'm not even going to touch this, and that's a shame. And I, I know, the, okay, the argument of the business reasons. It's the business reasons. It's the business reasons. You don't throw off the cycle. Don't throw off the cycle. Yada 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 yada. I'm not excusing that at all. Yeah, I'm just no, out why no. I'm not saying like you. I'm not saying you yeah. are, but you're also correct in that that statement. I mean, I'm sure somebody in a board meeting, listen, no studio releases a broken game and doesn't know it. You know, those they know what they're doing. Um, the smart people. Uh, but somebody in a board meeting said, financially, we need to do this, 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 this. Um, but the only thing it's done is all that hard work and all that well-designed game that you've created is just not going to get appreciated because no one's going to get past the fact that every time I meet a character, their hand moves as if they're stuck in molasses. And every time I look around the environment, it just looks boring and nothing interesting for me to go you know, walk around and do. Um, and that's a shame because this one seemed like it had a lot of hype. Like everybody yeah. seemed pretty pumped up about it going into it. And it's a shame that it seems like it's, that's killed the momentum and it doesn't it, strike yes. me. And Nintendo is not a company that strikes me as like somebody who's going to like fix things in post, <laughs> you know, it's not like a bunch of patches are going to come out and give it three months and it'll be running fine. Um, I have a feeling this is pretty much what you get, um, and that's a well, shame. Well, Nintendo has done a lot better this generation with patching and fixing stuff as it goes, but they haven't had a game this broken before, but this also falls completely on Pokemon Company and like their management structure that they have going on for this right now, because, um, man, it's just such a, such a bummer. The fact that I want... I've wanted to come on here and talk about how great this game is, but I have to preface it with all these technical issues, all the bugs and glitches. And if you're playing online with more and more, the online is better than it's been. 
in a Pokemon game because they actually let your friends join in a group and explore the same open world and have battles that you can see your friends participating in together on an online server in the open world. It's awesome. And then it crashes. And then the more people you add onto the game, the harder the frame rate dips happen. It is uh, so baffling. This game needed another six months to a year. If well, it was, I think, going to be in a good condition to watch. Yeah. Because this is... And like you, you brought up, you know, like I, I was saying that Nintendo is not a company I feel like is going to work on this for the next six months and everything's going to be fine. And in my mind, yeah, it's because usually they don't release games in bad shape. You know, usually their games are pretty damn polished. Um, yeah. I, I, you got to think that a lot of this is just technical limitations at this point where you know I what can they do with the hardware they've got um but then that goes back to if you know that the hardware is not going to be capable of living up to what you're trying to do then when's the point do you go back to the drawing board and start designing around the hardware that you have um because in my mind it's better to try to do that than try to push the hardware to the breaking point and then have it break constantly. Um, I did hear I'd much rather you take a step back, maybe on some stuff, and have <laughs> it run smoothly and actually be, you know, walking, than push it to the break and then it's just a constant, you know, break fest. There were rumors that the Switch OLED model that they released last year was going to include like a slight, like a half step hardware increase. But because of the pandemic, supply chain issues, the chip shortage at the time, they said, we'll just fix this. We'll just do what we can with the parts we have and just do a $50 bump as opposed to like a $100, $150 bump. So it's possible that the Pokemon team were relying on, all right, this will run great on the next, on the half-step iteration, the Cyberpunk yeah. problem of it'll run great on next-gen hardware and PCs. <laughs> Well, we don't have yeah. to optimize if we just do this whole thing, and then... That... If you remember back on the Cyberpunk <laughs> conversation I had, where I was saying, then why the fuck did you put it on the old stuff, then? But, um... No, exactly. I, there's a very good chance that they had specs for a one-and-a-half upgrade Switch model that they were probably shooting at, and maybe those went down the wayside, and now, well, oh shit, there's no, <laughs> there's no one and a half <laughs> version of the Switch out there to show our game off real well. Um, when you talk about like design just being kind of boring, like from a like a environment and stuff like that, though, I wonder how much of that is. Hey, we gotta strip this stuff down to have to try to get the performance somewhat stable. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, is it a situation where it's like. Uh, I guess we're going to take all these trees out of here because every time we put the trees in, things crash. Oh, the tree! The trees are there. Uh, let me tell you about the pop-in. Oh, oh <laughs> You'll yeah. You'll see a tree within 10 feet in front of you. It does the thing where elements will move at like quarter frame rate, then half frame rate, then full frame rate, the closer you get. But if you think of like, like not to compare this to like a stronger, a game on a stronger, well, it's on the Switch, actually, The Witcher 3. When, like, you see birds, and, like, the birds will go to half frame rate and quarter frame rate as they fly. They don't do that for every single element in this game. Like, the characters walking and then just disappear. There's no fog. I'm surprised they didn't try to cover it with some N64 fog going on. 
Hey, Baiza, <laughs> on this plateau that you are exploring, everything is windy and foggy. It's just the nature of the land. <laughs> it's Scotland, everybody. It's Scotland. Welcome They're like, to oh, the crap, we did. Sc- They're like, we did Scotland last time. We can't do Scotland again. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that was the entire reason they didn't do that. Like, they were like, we'll oh, just make it foggy. It's like, we can't. We did Scotland last game. Um, <laughs> no, nah, that is a shame. Uh, it's dominated a lot of the conversation around the game i feel like which is it dominated especially this discussion on the game we had because it can't not be yeah i mean listen i mean you could feel free to tell me some positives about it but when i say it's dominated the conversation it's just because it's one of those things that it's really hard to sell a game to somebody when you're saying that many caveats Um, well we say that, but then the game sold 10 million copies in three days, and it's the fastest-selling Nintendo game on any system ever. So uh, okay, but let's let's back up here. Let's back up here. Yeah, yeah. But is that a good thing? Because that's 10 no. million people who were very excited about your game. Because most people who probably bought this do not spend all their time looking at video game updates, trying to play. They saw a new Pokemon was coming out. They were really excited about it because it's the new Pokemon. The hype train was high. And they decided, I'm going to grab this new Pokemon. And now you've got 10 million people who's got a game that there, you know, has a lot of rough spots around it. Oh. That next time things come around, you know, are they, they going better to be, be good. as willing? Yeah, exactly. It goes back to like you know I remember back when the um like the Call of Duty argument right was like well it sells this many copies every single year it's like yeah but that's a that's a temporary success if you do not release a high quality product and like I said I do not I'm not saying this is the same situation because it sounds like the game itself is of a high quality they did good stuff it's just from a technical point of view and a design point of view when you're dealing with these limitations it seems they had a rough go of it um but before we switch topics off of the pokemon give me a couple of things you like about it yeah the so the game other tip pokemon games are very very linear strict they usually have about like three plot lines that you're doing in an order where on the way to the gym uh oh team rocket's doing some stuff and then you usually have a side west thing that ties into the world to varying degrees of success either you like those or you hate those and you're like just let me get to the next gym i care about the gym stuff uh the way this game does it is once you are free to explore the open world you have three different branches that you can go down in any order you want to uh the first is the gym challenges the you have the eight gyms which you can do in any order it doesn't uh, scale level. Whatever level you end up with at that gym is what you have to fight. So you could just roll up to the hardest gym in the game with level 12 Pokemon, and then uh, you got have to deal with some level 50s. Get your ass if you want. right back down to Pudo City. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but uh, um, then you have the second path, which is the... Dealing with Titan Pokemon, which have turned, have ate some wild um, grass and are now giant and are causing a problem. And you have to go and deal with those things. Seems like some drug <laughs> panic bullshit. Where, like, <laughs> the Pokemon on the grass. 
<laughs> They're uncontrollable. The grass is making them go crazy. They're bigger and stronger than any of the other Pokemon. How are we going to stop these grass Pokemon? <laughs> and the third... I like the fact well, that you don't yeah. even acknowledge that high-quality <laughs> paranoia that... <laughs> It's gonna be one of those shows, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the third is the uh, team star is trying to recruit the cool kids and uh, keep out the the not cool kids from their high school club. And uh, the uh, professor of the school is going undercover as a student to help you take down these rapscallions. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the fact that you can do all this in like any order. So you can this is the one where me and my friends who have been playing Pokemon for a long time got to a point where we're like, I don't know what my team is. And that's exciting. Cause I have all these Pokemon of like the same level, but I haven't but because I could I'm not I don't have it in my head, like I'm going to the water gym, so I need to train up some water Pokemon next. It's like I don't know where I'm going to end up because I don't know how powerful things are going to be. So I'm shuffling teams around and finding team compositions that I like and catching new ones that shuffle my team composition. So in the fact, when I was talking to friends, we've done completely different paths out of the gate and ended up with wildly different Pokemon in our team versus like when you talk to somebody, usually in a Pokemon games, when you, you go through the same areas. So usually when you're at the same point of the game, your team compositions are similar Minus like one or two Pokemon, some moves, differentials. But we're doing with like on the same level, but doing with like completely different team setups. And that is exciting. Like this is the first time I like widened out in a Pokemon game in years. Because I got to a trainer that just mopped the floor with me. And I'm like, I can't leave. This is, this is really cool. It's a situation also that avoids the getting halfway through the game with your team that you're kind of stuck in. And being like, do I really want to start trying to bring new people in now, new Pokemon in now, or do I just stick with the team I know and try to, you know, out-level everything? So, yeah, I mean, I am, uh, I'm still curious about this game. Because, remember, I had talked a lot about maybe this was the one to jump in. Then I saw the the footage, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but it's still, which is a shame. But maybe uh, Nintendo games never go on sale, so... <laughs> yeah, that's the, the problem. idea of waiting for it to hit a sale or something. I really hope that they are going to put the time in and patch this. I have very little nice. faith in Pokemon Com. I have very little faith in Pokemon Company because they're like, we got our money. Uh, let's make the engine for the next one because God knows we're under the we're under the scope now. And you know, there is always the thing of yeah, we got our money, and as long as the next one's really good, we'll be fine. You know. <laughs> You can drop yep. the ball on one, just don't do it twice. But that's a really shitty way of, of doing it. And if the ward was a more fair place, people wouldn't necessarily fall for that kind of business logic. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it, it's, um, it's a shame that it seems like what is a technical issues on that game has kind of hurt what is a very solid game at its core. Yes. Um, what else have you been playing? What else have you been doing? Uh, I told myself I wouldn't get this so soon, but I got, I met family that I haven't saw for my birthday over Thanksgiving, so they funded this next 
uh, ad- adventure. Uh, then I got a notification that PlayStation's Black Friday sale was on, and Sonic Frontiers was a decent chunk off. So I bought and played a lot of Sonic Frontiers. Giving you five minutes. I'm going to pick up over here my little Thought Edition uh, Chaos Space Marine painted as a Night Lord. I'm going to stare at this for a little bit. So you chaos? can talk about. So- yeah, it is a high quality Chaos Space Marine over here painted as a Night Lord from Thought Edition that was acquired by Nick and given to me because he knows I love the Night Lords. And uh, whoever painted this back in the day did an amazing job. Huh. Very much better than all my painting. So it's like this little relic from a old edition that's painted better than all my painting. <laughs> that reminds me of like going like classic game shopping and do you like open it up and see like uh someone's like notes or like someone who kept the receipt in there where you're just like, I wonder what this guy was who owned this before, what it was like and what caused them to turn this in. Nick uh stumbled into like what was about I want to say it was something like crazy, like 60 miniatures that were all extremely well painted that were at a um, Edward McKay's for like nothing, for fucking nothing. Ah. And like some of these were some very hard to come by miniatures now, like from uh, early, like like said, this is like third edition, second edition, Chaos Space Marines, and then some stuff from even like old, like 91, 92 Warhammer Fantasy models. And uh, we talked about a lot about someone put a lot of love and care into these things, and we really hope they're not stolen. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh. but yeah, it is that whole thing. You're like you're seeing someone's uh, someone's passions from the past, uh, and it's a uh, it's a cool little thing. I I can't ever consider like repainting over that. Like it's it's someone uh, did a wonderful job and. I hope they know that it is now in my collection. Um, Game uh, Informer had a series where they uh, bought a bunch of uh, memory cards from used game stores and would <laughs> go and uh, pull up the files and try to figure out who the person was based on uh, what their files were. And they got like uh, one where um, they got a bunch of, they had a WWE save. So they're like, oh, custom wrestlers. This will this is gonna be like a deep dive with the guy's soul, and that was really fun. That's cool. <laughs> um, also, I wonder how many of those fouls are just named. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, give me a quick rundown on Sonic. I'm not going to pretend to uh, to have an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably it's a very chillaxing game, like it's. Now my go-to, turn my brain off, relaxed, run around the open world, do some platforming challenges type game. Uh, they ripped off Breath of the Wild pretty intently, which, I mean, if you're going to take a blueprint from a game, if you're going to rip off something, Breath of the Wild is a pretty good blueprint to rip off. Uh, you have an open world, you have like little shrine areas, but instead of shrines, they take you into 3D Sonic levels that are like bite-sized, minute-long stretches of going fast uh there's a there's a fishing mini game where you chill out with big the cat and uh fish for treasure chests and unlock fast travel um (laughs) I, i sound like an insane person describing this thing there's a 60 frames a second mode which makes this game run very well uh there is a 
Sonic has more in-depth combat and combo moves than he's ever had. He has a combo meter. They do the Bayonetta in loading screens, the ability to test your, like, combos and your ability to test your fleet, your fleet, ah, free-flowing, like, traversal techniques into each other. You can do, like, a uh, dash into, like, a dive bounce to get back up and then do another dash and it is the way you can chain like wall runs and stuff together is like really smart in a lot of ways there are grind rails everywhere and the more you do around the open world more grind rails happen and you don't know exactly where you're going to go when you hop on one so it's more like let's figure this out it's kind of like a 3d collect-a-thon and that every single thing you do you get a thing that unlock progress to go to the next thing um yeah, it's hard to, for me to describe this thing without showing it because it's more like a you have to see this to believe this sort of thing. But I'm having a blast with it. It's actually a lot of fun and relaxing in a lot of ways. The boss fights in the open world, you'll just stumble upon a giant tower that all of a sudden wants to kill you. Uh, Sonic has a really cool move where you hold the triangle button and you can draw or trace a trail. And everything, if you do a complete circle, everything in that trail will do, like, an armor-busting move. So that's kind of like your uh, shield bash. It's just, like, do, like, a quick run around, like, a flash tornado around somebody. So that's really cool. This game's... Uh, do I want to call it great? I don't know. I'm having, a, I'm having a good time with it. Which is all I need. So that's my time with Sonic Frontiers. I'm going to play more of it, but I feel like it's going to be more of the same for a long time. They announced today... That they're doing a lot of free updates for this thing, including new playable characters for free, a new story chapter for free, and a bunch of like outfits for Sonic, including a, a Santa Claus outfit. So I, they know they know exactly what they're doing. I'm I'm having a blast with it. I'm glad you're having fun. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. I just sitting here. I'm just like this fucking Sonic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is the. But think about it this way. This is the one, as someone who talks about Sonic on this show, basically just the games I played growing up and like the past stuff and the move, the new movie, which was pretty good. Uh, I haven't touched like a Sonic game since like Colors on the Wii. Everything else after that and some of the stuff before that, like Sonic 06, just looked terrible. To have it be so long and have a game look interesting to the point where I play it and go, this is really ambitious and fun. It doesn't all click, but there's a good foundation here for the future. That's really exciting. Like, we're in a good place, finally. Right, listen, I'm glad that it's something you're enjoying. I just yep. know that we go to video games sometimes for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, Sonic and me, we don't hang in the same neighborhood. Me and Sonic not we're not homies all right <laughs> um but i am glad that you're enjoying it and i'm glad that it seems to be at least a, a good one of those um let's talk about something that that is completely different um i uh i played a bunch of different stuff this week i was trying to figure out what i wanted to talk about and the thing that sticks out is the uh, the release of Warzone 2. Call of Duty Warzone 2. I and have some questions about that. In particular, the DMZ mode, which I have uh, played a lot of with our friend of the show, Nick. 
Um, are you aware of the game Escape from Tokoroff? I've heard of it. I have no foundation for what that is. Is it a battle royale? Not really. So okay. it, it takes a it's DMZ is Warzone Two has launched with a version of Warzone where you jump out of a plane with a squad. It battle royale. You find stuff. You try to survive to the end. Does um, it have a gulag? It has a gulag. The gulag is now two on two. Ooh, um, that's if you t- if you take too long, a juggernaut with a Gatling gun shows up and kills all of you. But if you that team up, fun. if you team up and you kill the juggernaut, you all escape. Oh, so it's so, mm, that's interesting. There is uh, there, and we'll talk about this in DMZ too. There is a lot of uh, good thought put into the fact that there is proximity chat now. So if you are close to people, you can talk to them. So, like, if you are in the gulag, you could theoretically just be like, listen, everybody, everybody calm down real quick. <laughs> How about we all shoot the juggernaut when he shows up and we get out of here all together? And if they agree, you can all do that. Now, you got to trust them not to just shoot you in the head when they're young. <laughs> but um, they, they've they taken that proximity chat into consideration. Because That's also really with the two-on-two, you're not necessarily with your squad, you know. So it might just be a random guy you're teamed up with um, that if you go back into the war zone, you're going to have to kill that guy if you want to win. You know, So it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, the DMZ mode is uh, we've been playing uh, is a version of the war zone. The, the map is humongous. Um, you enter the map with other squads. Um, you do not do a jump at the beginning. It just spawns you in uh, areas around the map. Okay. Um, and you have missions that you can take inside of the mi- area. So these might be extracting uh, a weapons case or breaking into a safe or taking over these things called strongholds. Think of them as like a, a building that's going to be a really tough building to take over. Okay. Um, because there is a large number of AI enemy now. Um, these AI do not fuck around. They will drop you in a second. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, so there's a large number of AI enemies. They will spawn in and attack you at points with helicopters and jeeps and this, that, and the other. There are sort of like mini bosses inside the DMZ. There was one right now that is carrying a weapon that is uh, exclusive to DMZ that if you can extract the weapon with, you can get it unlocked. Um, you are getting equipment and taking things out of the DMZ anytime you want. You can extract anytime. You can go to an area that's a labeled an extraction point, call a helicopter in, get on the helicopter and get out. Anything you've got on you when you leave, you, you keep. Um... But if you die inside of the DMZ, you're dead and all your stuff gets lost. So if you're hmm. carrying like a, a four-plate vest that gives you a bunch of body armor and you die, well, no longer do you have that four-plate vest. You're back to a single plate. Um, if you got like a gas mask or if you got certain guns, you know, and you die with those guns, you, you lose them. Uh, it gives you one slot that you can put a weapon in as like a safety net to keep one gun 
but a lot of them you're going to lose if you die inside the DMZ. Um, you have these different missions that you're trying to complete, you know, taking over buildings, finding laptops, stuff like that. Uh, and all that is factored into the fact that there is a large number of other squads inside the DMZ that are trying to complete missions as well. Are they the same missions or are they different missions? Um, you will all start off with three kinds of missions, but there are so many different places to do them at. You okay? You have options, but once you complete like the basic tutorial mission set, it unlocks a whole mess of them. Oh, and okay. That's going to be a, you know a whole bunch of things. Um, but so you are running into these real life squads in the process of trying to com- complete these missions. And uh, when you do things like uh, get a weapons case, which is a objective, that, a thing you can find, it will now mark you on the, the map. So if you're trying to extra- you know, extract that weapons case, everyone on the map sees where you're at. They might try to just go steal it from you before you could extract it, let you do all the hard work, and then kill you when you're getting on your helicopter. Um... Same thing with, uh, you know, trying to, you know, get out the special guns or whatever. Um, is I've enjoyed it. We talked a lot. Okay. Me and me and Nick got very very deep into it for a while. Um, some of the mission variety is a little bit kind of bland. It just depends on which missions you take. Run over um, to this thing and press X. Well, there's some of them they'll like you know extract twenty laptops, and it's like yeah, that's kind of. You know, it reminds me of like a Ubisoft Assassin's Creed side quest, you know, or something like yeah. that. Uh, but then there's some that are really cool. I like the taking over strongholds. You have to find keys that allow you to break into strongholds. And then those are like boss fights. You're just fighting okay. a ton of enemies, and enemies are showing up outside and storming the building. And then there's always the fear of you're in there, t- you know, fighting this massive group of enemies, and then here comes a squad when you're done to kill you and take over the stronghold and gets credit for it. You know, there's always that fear. Um, the proximity chat stuff is kind of cool. I've seen a lot of fun stuff with that where, you know, you get to the negotiation point where, Hey, I'm on a rooftop overlooking this, uh, this helicopter. I want to extract and you want to extract. Maybe we all just get on the same helicopter and have a good day. Ain't no reason for all of this to happen, and then uh, I kind of like that a um, lot because does it encourage like? Uh, I'm sure there's some servers where there's some role playing going on. <laughs> I don't know if it's like role playing as much as like there's been like people who are downing guys, and they'll show up and be like, okay, I'm gonna let you self revive, but when you get up, you're gonna drop all your stuff. And you're going to leave, you know, <laughs> because you have those kind of, you know, opportunities to talk to, you know, the, the opponents, you know, it can be a situation where it's like, I'm going to leave, let you go, but you know, you're going to give me all your stuff. Um, there's also, you know, Hey, you're by yourself here. I've got all three of my buddies or all two of my buddies with me. Uh, you drop your stuff and you can walk away, <laughs> you know, um that kind of thing uh we had a cool moment where me and him me and nick were trying to extract uh extract some i think we had some guns that we really liked and we figured we were going to bail with them and a couple of stronghold keys and so we called the helicopter in and uh little did we know 
that camping on the helicopter right above on the building right above where the helicopter came in was a whole squad so there was a massive firefight at the end of me and nick trying to fight our way onto the helicopter and uh nick gets taken out and i'm on the back of the helicopter shooting trying to kill had to leave nick behind listen you gotta do what you gotta do in the dmz um but it i really enjoy that mode a lot uh i've liked a lot of the modern warfare 2 movement how it feels i like it a lot like how the guns feel um the ai in that game is no joke in dmz they will drop you just as fast as you know you can get dropped by a you know, regular opponent. Sometimes getting shot at by them, it's kind of hard to tell whether it's a human opponent or, or an AI. Um, yeah, it's it's solid. It's very, very good. Um, free to play, obviously, so you can go jump on that now with no, you know, area of problems. Two questions. Yes. Uh, is it a new download client or is it the same Warzone client? They just update it like they do Fortnite. I, I think it's a new one. Uh, okay. I downloaded. I downloaded it. I did not have Warzone on my hard drive, so I just downloaded. No, no it one there. should. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a seven hundred gig. Um, but my next uh, question is, how many gigs is this one? It's large, but <laughs> that's to be expected. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you thought you were going to get a nice tight forty gig download, <laughs> you were you were going into it. <laughs> Uh, get it started before you go to bed and let it finish overnight. That's what I did. I yep. just, you know, okay, we'll start it and go to bed. You know, we just kind of do it that way. Um, it's starting that download, which is keeping me from uh, having it downloaded yet. Because I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to have to clear some space on the PS5 for it. So then it's the juggling of which game do I delete for it. So I'm like, I don't want to do that mental math quite yet. So, <laughs> I mean, it's very good. Uh, also, you know, we've been playing crossplay, you know, which uh, yeah. works well. Um, yeah, it's I good. would jump in on that eventually. Yeah, it's, it's once good. I finally uh, do that, like I said, it, and the negotiation stuff is fun, and the talking junk to people. There's something fun about getting shot at from a dude from below you, and even though he's not, you know, because a lot of games do that whole clip of dialogue. Like, you can say something right after you get killed and the guy who killed you will hear you kind of thing. But because yeah. this is proximity chat, you can get these, you know, fun little moments of shooting down a hallway and them shooting back and everybody taking cover and being like, you know what, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> you know, just you're in two different rooms, popping out and shooting at each other, talking shit to each other. That's um, pretty great. Yeah, so that's kind of fun of the... It's uh, it leads to fun little moments. It also it leads to if you mess up your shots real bad, you're gonna hear it, you know. So don't, don't uh, don't be don't be blowing your shots. Um, but uh, it's been it seems very good. Uh, and also it seems like uh, from a, just the feel of the game in general, it feels really good. I've had a couple of good moments. I dropped a, dropped a squad by myself one time, and that felt pretty nice. Oh, pretty nice that um yeah those are the moments that yeah yeah make it's that also, experience worth it that game plays like a call of duty that i spent a lot of time with as a younger man that's a 15 year old eric call of duty game right there so uh those those muscle memories still in there oh that's right this is under 
this is the same um, build as uh, Modern Warfare 2, right? It's I've heard got nothing but good things about that. Yeah, yeah, but it's got the same little movement speed and stuff like that. It it feels okay. more like an older Call of Duty than it. Oh, okay. Than, it doesn't feel like what Vanguard and stuff was, where it was very movement heavy and a lot of like canceling slides and ammunition and weapon and reload cancels and all that stuff. This feels a lot more like deliberate, and therefore, in my opinion, a lot more fun. Um, but that just maybe is my old man in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's good. Warzone two. Uh, I played some of the Warzone 2, but the DMZ mode I like a lot. Uh, if I have some time after this, I might play some of that. Uh, I play a couple of other things, but mostly that was stuff like Vampire Survivors and stuff like that. Like I said, I've had the flu for the past five days. And uh, I don't play a lot of video games when I'm sick because for some reason it just uh, I can't focus on them. So I just sit around yeah, I get and that. watch dumb stuff on YouTube or something. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, Warzone 2 was my one I wanted to talk about. Hopefully, by the next episode, I'll be able to talk about Darktide, because that will be out. Um, That's right. Yes. Should be out, what, tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Uh, yeah. This is a big week for games. Yeah, it's a big week for games. Callisto Protocol comes out on, what, Friday... I think it's Marvel Clisco Midnight Protocol. Suns. Yeah, Midnight Suns. Uh, Dark Tide. Um, yeah, quite a few big things. And then, you know, we're still coming off of releases like God of War. Um, so, you know, yeah, there's a lot of big stuff. A lot of big stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about a video game that was uh, released not this week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I'm just now getting back in the swing of things. That's the best kind of segue you're going to get. Um, oh, Vanquish. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, quick sorry. Before that, uh, Kill Team update of the week. Played a game that led, ended in a very, very tight 3-3 draw. First draw I've ever had. Um, kind of dissatisfied with that because I made a massive <laughs> comeback and didn't get to rub it in anybody's face. But a 3-3 draw on an Intercessor on an Intercessor game. Uh, hopefully I can get back uh, get back on the swing of that. I've been playing pretty damn good the past five, like four or five games. Like I've, I think I've won one, lost one, had a draw, and then I lost okay. one by like one. So I've been playing a lot better recently. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to Vanquish. That's just the Kill Team update of the week. Um, Mike. Yes. Me and you have vastly different opinions on this video game. You oh, you can already tell by the big smile on my face. Uh, I, I've yeah. I don't dislike this video game at all. Actually, I don't dislike it. I I have questions why certain things were not done, and I just I wish they would have got to some stuff bef- sooner. I agree with that second statement because, uh, as much, so I found myself like iffy on the first half of the game. I, I love the second half of this game. I had a blast in the last few hours of Vanquish and just the way it changed, we'll, we'll get into it, but the, just the way it changed up, uh, it does the thing like when you do it 
get to a halfway point of like a really good game is like, all right, now we're going to change up some stuff. Like here's a, here's a sniper sequence. Here's like, uh, just the Reaper charge for Mass Effect three. Here's uh, a T 1000. There's a zero gravity zone. There just the stuff it fly. It throws at you for like every single chapter has like a unique, like draw to it to the point where my notes on this chapter are like even on this section are even more extensive because I have like written down what each set piece is and they're all memorable like to the point where I can barely remember like besides like some of the bosses some of the like set piece decisions in the first half because the stuff and that they do in the second half I thought were really creative and a lot of fun I had a blast with the second half of Vanquished I see I'm sitting here going, listen, the combat in Vanquish is fun. Yes. I'm not taking that away. That's one of the reasons why I enjoyed the first part so much, and I that's consistent throughout the whole damn, the whole thing. Um, the mixing up stuff was very hit or miss for me. Those things I liked, I liked the, the Zero-G stuff was fine, but I didn't feel like there was much to it, really. I still could gun down people. I'm pretty i've got pretty damn good at this thing in the second half to the point that i was just not having to do much i had the heavy machine gun was like the go-to gun that just walked yeah once Uh, you have your three or four guns that you like like i know i'm never gonna grab the life gun unless i'm in a pinch yeah life gun useless disc guns useless at this point of the game yeah anything that's not upgraded to at least like a four star a upgrade tree is gonna be useless to me, except that like, armored pistol. I didn't upgrade that a lot, but that was still one-shotting dudes near the end of this game. Yeah, see, I just had the heavy machine gun, I think the shotgun, which I barely used, and a rocket launcher. And always, always keep a rocket launcher. Yeah, and the machine gun just I got it's just like bam, 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 head, 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 everything's dead, and so I felt like a lot of the kind of quote unquote like big set pieces it's like i'm not having to engage with this much because i can just shoot everything so damn fast um it's like also with the like the sliding i realized i didn't slide much because i can just hit everything so quick and nothing's really like i don't know if i just figured out how their enemy ai walked and so it just wasn't giving me any trouble but like i was hoping for some like upgrades to the suit maybe let you slide more let you do more mail not have to have a reset every time you punch something that um, is the biggest bummer with yeah. the combat that never shaken up is the one punch is like doing any type of melee attack will completely drain your meter that is still like a buzz kill every time you do it but i've gotten a lot better this section with my management of that meter trying to keep it just before it like cuts off before i'm like hiding and then relying on dodge rolls because i realize this game has a really good and a really fast dodge roll to the point where if you just keep doing it to the closest cover you're probably not going to die yeah unless you get hit by one of like the massive beam weapons or something like that you could usually just dive 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 and you'll be fine but um yeah, I just really, I was sitting there, I was just like, it's, the combat's not a problem, it's just, I never really felt like anything they did, they throw like the big enemies at you, but I got pretty just good at 
you know, with the guy with the pack, shoot the pack, you know, I can headshot him like a motherfucker. So it's just, I never, I stopped having any kind of issues. And I was playing on normal, so I wasn't really playing on, like I thought, you know, usually, uh, you know, by this point you're competent at the game. But I was just like, I'm not having to engage in a lot of these situations because I'm just shooting stuff in the head and moving on. And the fact that they don't give you any, like, upgrades to the suit um, and, like, the melee still, they don't really allow you to go heavy into the melee stuff because it resets the, the power level every time. Um, I just, I, I, I didn't keep a lot of notes on this sections. There was a couple of really standout moments here and there. But, like, even the, the bosses, they start throwing at you. Um, you talked about the... Uh, the Terminator guy, um, you know, I like the fact that you can catch the blade. Yeah. Trigger. That's cool. But I want more of that and less of just shooting them. Because okay. I, cause I ran into moments, and that's kind of the story of the game for me, is the cool stuff I feel like they just don't give you enough of. Like, I don't, like, I talked about this last time where I was like, why is it that we feel that the suit needs to overheat so quick? And you kind of like, well, maybe going forward, you know, we'll get an upgrade or something. Um, and we, we do, but it's the end game yeah, it's like thing the last that doesn't really seconds. count. Oh, man, yeah. is that last two seconds cathartic and fun? That guy was like dead by the time it triggered that for me. Like, I think I hit him with a rocket right afterwards and down he went. So it was, I was like, I didn't have any. Is it possible? <laughs> That I had more fun with the game because I was I'm worse at it. So when I got better at the game, I was like right on that level of like I still have to play careful, but I'm like on because if I'm not careful, I'll die. But also like uh, I died a lot less in the second half. I think I died something like twenty five to thirty times in the first half, and only God like damn. five. Yeah, I was bad at this game, but I only died like five to ten in the second half. Okay. It was that hill, that hill charge where you're going up the hill and going left. That account for like ten of my deaths. Like I was banging my head against the wall of that one mission over and over again, but I barely died in this See, section a lot. Like the most I died on a single mission was like two. I think that I learned very quickly that the way I wanted to play the game, the game wasn't going to let me because I wanted to be kind of constantly in motion. Mm-hmm. Constantly sliding, shooting, meleeing, um, you know, triggering the slow motions here and there. But to be honest with you, the only time the slow motions ever got triggered much for me was when they get triggered when you get hit, you know, with a decent amount of damage. But even then, that's such a kind of hefty slow motion period. You can clear the room with one slow motion. Um, so, yeah, I just... I felt like when the, I realized the game wasn't going to let me kind of play it at the speed I wanted to play it at, um, I just got real good at, you know, move, cover, 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 shoot, 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 head, 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 EMP. You know, never use a frag. Why would you use a frag when you have EMPs? Oh, use um, the frag after you do those EMPs because they're just standing still. And then you nah, can do an area when, effect to blow them all back. Uh, that's when you just so shoot good. them in the head. You just shoot them in the head, uh, <laughs> and it's but not that explosion fun, so fun. <laughs> but it's they won't let me do the they won't let me play it the way I want to damn play it. 
which is getting the people's faces and punch them with the crazy anime 16 punches or punching guys up in the air because every time I do it I can do it once but then I've got no you know my I'm, you'll stand out in the middle of the open with your your ass exposed with the overcharged uh, pack mm-hmm. and it's just like when I realized the game wasn't going to let me move fast and it was going to just kind of constantly take that ability away from me it's just like I'm just going to shoot everybody then I did and, save uh, those for like the last like guys in the room, just like charge, backflip, do the slow motion with the gun, and just like knock down three, just like a domino, like three dudes yeah. in a row, and that is fun every no, single that's time. That's the thing; it's fun. So why is it that every time you do it, you gotta wait a damn thirty seconds to do it again? It's like yep. it's like in Doom Eternal. If every time you did a glory kill, it's like okay, now that's on recharge for two minutes. And it's like no, I want it's it's fun to rip people's heads off. So let's but, not uh, let's not make that be a recharge thing. It, but it, even on yeah, but even yeah. on the second half for me, like I it was kind of fun being in cover and then watching that bar fill up like with as the bullets are flying like come on, come on, I just need a little bit more and then I can get back in the fight. And then once it loaded up then uh dipping out of cover to do like the slow motion and then going to a slide to move further up on the battlefield i just something clicked this time as opposed to last time to where i was in full vanquished enjoyment mode so it probably ended at a good spot for me because i didn't i feel like i right when i was starting to get a little tired of it and wanted to wrap up it that's when it ended for me so i I think the fact that it did take me a while to find for this game to finally click for me made me enjoy the second half because then I was all high all the time. Like when I felt powerful and got the combat, I'm like, I understand this. I'm dying a lot less. I'm having a blast now. So yeah, I I I think I died like maybe seven times, eight times in the whole game. Oh, um, so like <laughs> the game wasn't the game wasn't killing me. So that's the thing. I think. I think what it is is I kind of got to the point where maybe this is just the way I played it, where at first I was like, this is how I I, 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 I want to play this. Every time I slide and I'm shooting things while I'm sliding, I'm having a good time. Every time I'm doing these crazy over-the-top melees, I'm having a good time. But that's just getting – it just leaves you out in the open getting shot. Um, so if it's not going to let me do that all the time, I don't want to sit behind a piece of rock and wait. 30 seconds every five minutes um i'm just going to shoot everything <laughs> when i did that everything just died and um it like i said the combat's still very good but it was just like i felt like it wasn't eh, i wasn't being forced to engage with much stuff because it was i was able to just shoot everything real quick i wasn't making me use the slide to get around the enemies it wasn't making me use the um you know, trigger a melee attack or anything like that. It's just like, well, I can just stand back here and shoot it, and that'll walk. Um, Except like moments like the what was he called again? The the crystal dude. I just called him the T one thousand, and that kind of wrapped up my notes. But that guy, where there's moments where he turns invisible, and you gotta be ready to hit the square or X button when he pops up to hit that combo, and then do the quick time event to knock off a portion of his health. Or you that can was just, like. Uh, the, slide and he won't be able to track you oh i didn't know that (laughs) i think also and this is something i'm realizing right now um 
I don't do this with most genres of games, but shooting get shooters is the genre that I play the most. It just is. And I played them for the longest amount of time. And so, like, very quickly I realized, one, he can't track you when you slide. And, and they have a lot of issues with that. A lot of the bigger enemies, if you slide, they just can't track you. So what you do is you wait till they shoot their big power attack, and you just slide in a general direction. And they want, if you, as long as you're going horizontal, they can't track you. Um, oh, that's right, because so, uh, especially, like, the bigger, like, cannon enemies near the end of the game, they'll shoot and then if you slide out of the way it won't like turn the beam and everything yeah they don't turn it with you or like um the like the tank enemies that always end in like a flare of rockets uh for some dumb reason that i do not understand even if you slide into those rockets they don't do any damage as long as you're sliding but it does look cool yeah it looks cool you see when you see the uh, missiles just fall beside you as you like slide through them, shooting yeah. in slow motion. But there's no reason that... to shoot at that point because it's dead, <laughs> which is my problem. I should have had a reason to shoot it while sliding in the first damn place instead of just hiding behind cover and Fair. shooting the, the weak spot. Uh, I digress. Um, it hits my issue. It doesn't make me do any of the cool stuff because all the enemies are easy enough to kill with just shooting them. Um, also the boring the most effective guns are the ones that are arguably the most boring like the heavy the assault machine rifle is the, bo- is the boring it's a heavy, it's a light machine gun it just shoots the pistol a lot of bullets and the um, most unique guns are the absolute worst the the life yeah. gun where it shoots a big bubble the the uh blade launcher which seems cool on paper and then you do it and it doesn't do any damage the um the rocket launcher has a lock-on ability that there's no reason for because it takes so long so you just shoot and you can't like lock on as you just you know slide away and stuff so i thought i like locked on to sorry you know go ahead i thought i like locked on to like a specific weak point so you would do more damage it might but i would just aim at the weak point real quick you just quick aim it and then you know switch weapons and switch back weapons again so it's reloaded and shoot again um wait that's a that's a thing you can that's usually how I treated the rocket launcher. I don't know if that's the fastest way to do it, but I always felt it was fast. I just switched weapons. I didn't um, know you could do the Metal Gear Solid thing of de-equip and then re-equip the gun, and it that's reloads. Just, I, just, I just did it on the rocket launcher. I don't know if it was the fastest way to do it, but it felt like it was faster for some reason. Huh. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like the combat is very good, and I'm not going to take away anything of the style of this game. It's damn stylish as hell. Like, I, I, all that, I'm not freaking arguing with that at all. Um, and there is highlights to it. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. You know, one of the early parts that we get to is the the little stealth sequence, which is kind of a nice little, you know, pace breaker um, of shooting the spotlights. Um, the this only is the thing... first time I realized that this game had music. <laughs> yeah, because it's slow enough for you to actually kind of like listen and pay attention to it and everything there's so much shooting and bombs and everything else in the game that usually you don't hear the score um, and then when i heard it i'm like man i wish i heard more of this because it's really good it captures yeah, like a cyber noir like high intensity vibe in a way i appreciate i listened to some of the songs on the soundtrack after hearing that awesome song and was like man i wish i could hear some of these more but also that's just the genre of the game i'm not focusing on the music if i'm constantly like in battle yeah like, and also there's lots of there's constant yelling and robot noises and 
it's it's uh it's got a lot of other stuff to take your attention away but yeah. you know you do get some of the music during like the cutscenes and stuff like that of sam running up towers and doing cool shit um which every which you know they do do a good job of lots of cool moments where sam can you know use the suit in like the quick time events and stuff like that um which boy the suit doesn't seem to overheat in all those moments that's a good point like you think running on a guy's sword and then kicking him in the chest would instantly make the thing go berserk but if i punch a dude once then my suit's like you can't do that i give one haymaker i think that's my major sticking point as i really (laughs) fucking hate that overheat mechanic I think that's like if I re- like the more I talk about it, the more I think I hate that fucking overheat mechanic. It, it just hurts ma- too it, long. Well, it's just too. It, why using a fun mechanic triggers a, a stopping of me having fun? Like, why is it that I'm having fun using your mechanic, and therefore you must stop me? Because it's not even like the sliding and the stuff like that is that game breaking. And if you know that's the game breaking moment. You know, there's still a challenge to it. You still have to be good enough at aiming and positioning and movement to shoot and hit things as you slide. You know, if you say, well, the enemy AI can't track you well enough to actually hit you in those moments. So that's why it causes you to do the the overheating so you can't just slide around and never get shot. Well, some could say the problem is you need to be able to fix that on your end. But also... I feel like the balance of that would be maybe have the option to do more melee attacks, but then make your slow motion window shorter. Like, make it burn more energy. Yeah, that's I case. mean, the slow motion window, in my mind, is too long. I mean, you can pretty much clear, like, everything in front of you. Like, because every wish... time you walk in, get hit by a big power weapon, and then, you know, here goes one, two, three, four. The fight with uh, the colonel was like that. Where just every time he hit me in the slow-mo, I just killed every Marine. And then spent a Like, there was times where I was, like, just halfway through a clip on the heavy weapon into his head. And it's like, man, he, he's just standing here. Let me do this, you know? I was like, I got the bulk of the damage off of him every time I went into slow-mo. Um, that's, Turns out Burns, not your dad. <laughs> yeah. I We'll get into that. Yeah. Um uh just kind of talking about some highlights here though is like let's talk about the stealth section um it's not a challenging section but something i learned uh video games teach you when you find guns like in this it has multiple sniper rifles because you have to use the sniper rifle to shoot out the spotlights yeah but if you were to say walk around and pick up all the sniper rifles Instead of it just giving you all that ammunition or not letting you pick up the weapon when you have full ammunition, it just lets you pick them all up. So what will happen is you will get 14 shots, pick up all the sniper rifles, it'll only give you 14 shots, (laughs) and you won't have enough shots to complete the mission. Oh, no. That is a fucking stupid. (laughs) Whoever... like. The video games have fixed that. What you do is you walk up and it's like, you've got a full version of this. You don't get to pick this up now. But the fact that I soft-locked myself out of that twice. Once once because the mission started, I picked them all up just thinking, well, I'm going to need all this ammunition for these sniper rifles. 
And then I get to a point where I was like, shit, I don't have any more ammunition for this. I can't use the other guns because they're not silenced. Um, and then I was like, well, shit, what? how am I supposed to do this? And I was sitting there, started restarted the mission, which is a slow mission of just sitting there you know, waiting. Half the time you shoot everything and then you just spend half the time just waiting for you to pass it. Um, I was like, oh, motherfucker. I was like, I wonder if this is what they did. And I did it just to see and prove myself right. Um, but yeah, it, it just would that. not let you... Yeah, it just picks up whether you needed the ammunition or not. That's wonderful. I uh, enjoyed that. Um, so soft locked myself into that one twice. Uh, not a good way to start this section. <laughs> no. But... I appreciate the attempt at like, hey, let's slow things down a little bit in this game that's all bombastic, but um, it just kind of was there. It reminds I, me of like the uh, stealth bomber missions and like an Ace Combat game. Something that was like a little more like, well, those are a lot more intense for different reasons because you're going a lot faster dodging spotlights. This one's a lot more slower pace, but it feels like a moment. It's weird to have like a moment to breathe when when we're starting out because assuming that you're just playing this game, you're probably playing do it on a weekend, versus how like we broke it up and everything, because it was coming back to the game, and then seeing this yeah. section here. Um, it's it could have I think they would have been nice if it would have done more like title windows on that stuff. Yeah, make things a little bit more difficult because it's like, I did so, like, yeah, like sorry. Go ahead. I do like it with the most intense part of it was like when the uh, transports started flying overhead. So you had to aim your shots to like quickly kill the pilot of that to make yeah. the whole thing explode. That's all great. I would yeah. want him. If they would have done more enemies to shoot instead of the spotlights, that would be great. Because the, the spots with the transports was fun. Um, the spotlights, it was like they got so much time. It's just a bat, 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 bat. And then you spend like 20 minutes you know, just kind of smoking cigarettes and throwing them up in the air. Um, the, I guess that leads us up to like the fighting up to the towel. The, the Creon, uh, we get underneath it and then it turns into a giant freaking gun. And then yeah. the Reaper charge from Mass Effect 3 where you're moving down this path dodging enemies while there's a big laser shooting at you this, se- this it, section rules no this was a, probably a highlight for sure anytime it was giving you like massive overcharged weapons firing at you that take up like half the screen it was really really good like i like yes. all that stuff because then it's like it gives you a reason to use the slide it gives you a reason to do all the jumping over stuff um all that was cool. It led. There was a lot of different like fights with tanks and the like yeah. the, the spider mechs um, that you got to fight. Uh, yeah. Then they have like the sequence with the you have to fight the Creon's foot as it tries to stomp you as things are shooting you. So you got to like slide underneath it in slow motion and shoot up underneath yeah. it. Shoot up underneath it, yeah. and then yeah, to stop it because if it crushes down, then it releases a bunch of like fire and stuff. That was cool. So you, um, so you had to get close, but the minute like it had to stomp down, you had to quickly boost back. Yeah. Also, yeah. while also being in cover because you also have a giant laser beam that's shooting at you, and that stuff um, it sounds difficult to manage, but managing it wasn't super hard. 
And because of that, that was like, this was probably my favorite section in here. No, and this set is the a tone very high. This very is a very sharp. high point. Um, you also like defend the the tanks that are going in after it. So you gotta like take down the um, the mechs as they're coming in, so they don't blow up the tanks. Um, all that stuff is really neat. Uh, also, in the, yeah, on the same section too. There's the bit where the uh, intense fight against army with burning. Yeah, this is where like the you get close to the mechanics of it, and it's on like fire, so you can't use any of like your boosting abilities. So then it becomes yeah. like a which goes back yeah. to my original point of well, I wasn't really using them a lot because every time they overheated anyway, I was like, oh, it seems like a no more day here um but yeah it, th- this whole section was really really good leading up to you getting to the top of the the whole thing and you have a cool moment when you rip off the the damn um cage and you rip the whole like power coil thing off all that stuff is neat it's classic mech suit shenanigans um there's, Which, when the game wants to yeah. do that, is very, very good at it. Like, the mech suit fighting stuff is, is the highlight in this game for me. So anytime we can see Sam doing cool shit like that, it's cool. The bit where you're on doing that sequence and you're, like, on the carrier and, like, the buildings are falling yes. onto, like, the carrier. That's a really cool visual. And as that's happening, not too long after that, you ride up an elevator and there's some robots dancing with to a boombox. You can yeah. just sit there and watch them dance for a little bit. That was so good. Uh, I think that was one of the few times I used the frag grenades. Because I went up there and just kind of <laughs> watched them and then tossed that in the middle there. Y'all have a good day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think this is probably the highlight of the, the second half in my mind. Um, oh, for goods. sure. Yeah, it's a it's a good. This is a good section, you know. Yeah, some great cutscenes here too. Like when you when you, because you destroy the transports, then unplug the wire. The Creon blows up. Then you do the helicopter jump from the Winter Soldier, where Falcon jumps out of the window, and then they turn the helicopter sideways as yeah. like they catch you at the last second. It's that exact moment. And it's good. It was, it's mech shenanigans. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, all that is. This is. The highlight of the second half, for sure. Oh, uh, it's up there for me. Then, yeah. Uh, my note here is, holy cow, this game is freaking great. Because then it's from, it's moment, because just in a span of like 15 minutes, we get the robot boomboxing, this cutscene, and then the whole awkward salute, handshake moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, all right, I love this game now. And then like the soldier... Seemed like the soul. This game felt like it uh, hit the vi- the vibe I can get behind here. Like you look at the soldier names, and there's one soldier named S. Mikami, like Shinji Mikami. I like the soldier named D. Grassy. <laughs> I um, I didn't really even bother with those dudes because. I got to the point where, in a lot of ways, like, my favorite thing would be, like, you would just see, like, one of the boss enemies be shooting at you, go to reload, and watch them turn from you to just fuck up a random dude. And I'm just sitting there <laughs> like, oh, that's mighty convenient. Now, here's your weak spot. And it's just like, well, I guess they were just guys there to get blown up by robots so I could shoot weak spots. Um, 
after this that, is... yeah. Go ahead. After this, yeah. After this, the uh, after the big Creon, it's unclear necessarily story wise what it is you're supposed to be doing. I wrote, we're heading to a dam for some reason. That's the way a lot of this game is. It's just like you're doing stuff. Yeah. It's um, it's like how in most of these kind of like war games, you know, space sci-fi war game stuff. Like, it always starts off at the beginning with, like, you taking out anti-air guns and you taking out um, the tanks at the bridge or whatever. But then, you know, a couple missions in, you get the story goes into, like, effect and you start having, like, your personal reasons to do stuff. Like in Halo, like the first, in Halo 1, Combat Evolved, you know, the, yeah, on the ship, the ship crashes on Halo you regroup with everybody, you launch a counterattack, and then you discover what the Halo rings are. And now it's all about, like, that. And, the, you know, it's like this game does that, but it never gets to the the personal reasons to do stuff until, like, the last ten minutes. Why is the president... That, that's my question. Why is the president... <laughs> no, like, like I think that's another... Like, I, I feel like this game... I, I sound super negative on it, but it's because I think I just feel disappointed that it has so much potential. I think the potential for Vanquished is, like, up to here, like, above my head. And what Vanquished was is here. And if I didn't feel like the potential was that high, I wouldn't be so down on it. So, like, you spend... How long did this take you to complete? Uh, I'm... Like six hours, five and a half, six hours. Uh, somewhere yes. In there. Okay. Let's say six hours. You spend six hours playing this video game. Five of it is just you doing stuff with the Marines, and then there's an hour of it of actual like Sam having reasons to do stuff. Like Sam's just kind of like a sky fighting in the war, <laughs> but he just so happens to be the DARPA mech guy. Yeah. And then they give you some other stuff at the very end, and there's like, and I feel like that's one of the things that put me off of it. Where I was like, why, why is Sam just running around with the Marines? Like we get told that the uh, the professor is here, and like for most of the game, that's not even Sam's main objective. Sam's going to take out that big gun. Sam's taking out this. He's rescuing these guys. Um. Yeah, we get the big reveal that the colonel is a bad guy. Uh, He's working with the but, president to but like it's not get like the late to get the laser. The yeah, okay, let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> this fucking makes no sense. None of this makes any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So no. the game starts off with evil Russian dude taking over the space station and blowing up San Francisco. Uh, America goes. I'm trying to blackmail the president. The president's like, the, ah, fuck you. And we the do exact space same plot. The exact same plot of Sonic Adventure Two. Kidnapped yes. space laser uses it to threaten San Francisco and the president. Yes. <laughs> um. So we do space Normandy. Uh, and the one like extra little thing they give us is that the professor is here and we gotta rescue him. But then we forget about him for five hours. Um. So we go you know, do this big fighting. Then at the last like hour of the game, 
we find out that no, the president wants a war because it'll help the economy because she's having a bad economy. And I would go, when did this become a thing? And the colonel. Metal Gear Solid Four made it a thing. Yeah, but it's like if you did that. Okay, listen, I get it. It's the early two thousands. We're coming out of like Iraq, Afghanistan, war for oil. I'm sure it was. You know, everybody. Th- everybody wanted to to throw it in. I'm fine with that. But you know, Kojima spent time and effort trying to prove this point or trying to get across this point. Uh, he didn't just do it in a five-minute sequence and say, look at this, though. <laughs> and I sat there, and I'm like, and then it's like, okay, she wants the war. To bl- she wants to take the beam and blow up Moscow <laughs> with it. Um, but I thought we yeah. were already at war with them because they blew up San Francisco. She already got what she wanted. You don't even yeah. need and then yeah, that, that, like, That's what confused me. And then they're like, well, she supported our regime. That took over. And I was like, well, first of all, like it was like one sentence that said that you took over Russia. So didn't really even do to care about that. <laughs> uh, the professor is there to shut down the laser. And he just gets killed for no fucking reason. He's a useless, you know, useless because you plot think point. he's the Because you think he's the traitor, but it's really Burns who's the traitor. You know what the true s- sadness of that is, Michael? I don't give a fuck about any of this because it's done so shitty. I don't care about your story. <laughs> and it's one of those things where I can forgive it because this is a, if you say this is a game that you just, we're here to do cool shit, I'm fine with. But then you don't need to do any of this because I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck because it don't make any sense. Then you fight Burns, you shoot at each other for like 20 minutes, and then he somehow is like, hey, I know you just shot me and killed me. But you're still my brother, and I'm going to let you escape. Which made no sense, because you just tried to blow me up with rockets like 20 times. And, it, and, and it's also like fucking he, bad. Also, he comes off as heartless, because he straight up leaves his men behind, locking the door on him. Well, he does that like four different times. Yeah. And you're like, and and you're like well, he's here for the mission. No, he's heartless. But then at the end, he lets Sam go. Because somehow, because <laughs> Sam can slide around real good... He has a bond with Sam. Like it, you, it's it's laughably bad, and it's one of those things where I just sit there and I go, like I didn't even know if I was gonna bring up the story at all in this because I was just sitting there going like, then at the end, you know, you fight two versions of the guy, but surprise, surprise, he wasn't in any of them, and you blow up the station, and. He escapes and he talks to a vague voice on the radio. And I sat there, I was like, from a story point of view, Vanquish fucking sucks. And at first I was like, well, you know, I looked up, like, he's like the, the writer of the game, is like the fourth person on the credits. And I just looked at him for a second. I'm just like, motherfucker, you stuck your name on this shit, didn't you? Oh. Like, I, I know I'm being a little bit harsh, but it's it's useless. It's a bad story. You don't play the final escape. The cardinal sin of this game is that you don't play the final escape sequence. It goes four minutes, and then it hard cuts to like thirty seconds left, and then Sam decides to make the escape. I'm like, why aren't we doing a cool countdown, taking up half the screen as we're shooting dudes sliding to an exit? That's like why? Why? Yeah. Why don't we do? Why don't we do many things in this thing? Like, <laughs> why is it that? Um, 
you know, we send away our Marine buddies and then the Marines are our bad guys, which there was some hitbox issues with them, by the way, uh, that you're very, very noticeable in slow motion, that you can sometimes not register shots that are directly connecting with them because their hitboxes are wonky. And my random, <laughs> unbiased, my unconfirmed theory is that their hitboxes are the same as the robots and they just <laughs> swap the skins and this is it. just this is not uh, confirmed by any means don't stick it on the fucking internet as eric from stay the save claims it's just my theory <laughs> is that they're the same hitboxes and so that's why sometimes you'll make connection with the guy and it just won't fucking count <laughs> particularly around the head region around the head it's like damn i'm hitting him in like the top of the left of the head and it's just not connecting oh i gotta go like two centimeters right um but yes yeah, that's my walking theory uh oh yeah that, that yeah yeah the barnes fight at the end could have been the final fight but him running from you is weird because like you just kind of shoot him till he runs away um and then the final fight with the two flying mechs is is cool and battle. Yeah. But we already kind of did that with the fight with the first time, so it's just that times two now. Um, did you yeah. tr- uh, try to whittle down both their health health at the same time, or did you focus on one? I just killed. One. I just I just focus on blue. And then yeah, Red just, was like, you killed the wrong guy. And it turns out, I like that twist because they're both the wrong guy because it's yeah. a remote suit. So I bet that would have played out either way. That was fun. Yeah, I just hit the, I just focused, fired one, kill, kill one, then deal with the second one. Best moment of this fight was the quick time event where it's the Dragon Ball Z. They're both like punching at you and Sam's like doing, you're hitting square just to like block all of the attacks one after yeah. another. Use X X X X X X X X X, um, Square on PlayStation X on Xbox. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all that stuff. I mean, I it sounds weird to say I I like the Quick Time events more than a lot of stuff in this thing. But some of them, like the one with the Terminator dude who comes in and you have to time it just right to block it and you know knock him that back with it and stuff like that. Is it goes back to. I want this game to be a crazy over the top mech suit game. And anytime I'm not doing crazy over the top mech suit stuff, I'm just questioning what's the purpose here. Um I I while I have some issues with like those particular boss fights at the end, they're fine. Like so the last boss fight in particular is good. Yeah, I just, you know kinda wish we didn't do it twice, but it, it's fine. You know, um, I do bronze... like having the uh, uncut power suit for that final stage of that fight because it did. I know you said you only did what run a lot, one rocket launcher attack near the yeah, end and yeah, it was yeah, over. Rocket and machine gun. I it was mostly just machine gun for me, but that was it was a lot of fun just being like, uh, it was like the power moment of the game where it reminded me a lot of like the end of like Half Life Two. With the uh, upgrade gravity gun, not as uh, impactful as like that moment, or even something like what we played Tomb Raider Underworld with Thor's hammer, 
but it was it was some nice catharsis of being like finally and the way it like immediately once you get to the end and you're like oh no i burned out this meter just the way it immediately like charges up back to full again was just so yeah. much fun zipping around that arena um it's almost like what could have been what could have been i think that's my biggest issue i just feel like there's so much potential here i just don't feel like it lives up to the potential uh um, I, I had a blast with no man, i ain't taking thing. that i ain't taking that yep. away from you i just that's my that's i think that's why it irritates me because <laughs> there's so much that i love about it it does so much stuff right that it's like god damn just like a few changes here and there it's the losing by one is worse than losing by a hundred um you know, and uh, yeah. if you lose by a single goal in hockey, that you leave that night feeling pissed off. You lose by seven, ah oh, shit, we never win it in the first place. You know, and I feel like this is one of those situations where, like when I played Tomb Raider Underworld, when we played that, I feel like Tomb Raider Underworld missed the mark multiple places. So I was a lot more forgiving of it, and I was like, okay, I see what they're missing here and here and there. Here I was like. Five things. Five things. I do a YouTube list. Five things <laughs> to fix Vanquished. And it's like five <laughs> things, and you had yourself something that's going to hit on all the cylinders. And it's like these five things are holding it back. And I think that's uh, why I came out of it just like frustrated. Well, so it's like it was so close. So fucking close. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Vanquish 2. Do a Vanquish 2. Vanquish 2. Yes. Things. Uh, we can both le- agree with that. Vanquish too. Yeah, Let's um, go. Yeah, and like I think that's like my takeaway from this is it's just a ton of potential that if they did a Vanquish two, first of all, whoever wrote this thing, don't let them get near it. <laughs> just, <laughs> let's just get somebody else. Um, I would be fascinated if that guy has like a ton of like high quality writing credits. I'm like he's just got like you know like a ton of like best hugo award-winning novels and this that and the other and uh this was if it is someone got to his script and i feel bad for him um the one thing i will say though i wonder about is i'm playing this on an xbox series x in the year 2022 there's all these like little um uh text stuff that pops up in loading screens that I never see because the game loads so fast. It's too fast. I wonder if his story is flushed out in those. <laughs> I'll give Maybe. the guy some. I'll give the guy some credit. Maybe he has a. He fixed all these complaints and they're just in the um, the flushed out uh, little text stuff that pops up too quick for me. You're looking up his writing credits, aren't you? Yeah. Uh... We have two guys, Hiroki Kato and Jean-Pierre Kalams. Jean-Pierre Kalams is the one who I want to say was labeled in the beginning of the credits as the writer. Gotcha. His um, IMDb. Oh, yeah, all right. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, sound department for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. They got the sound guy to write Vanquished. <laughs> okay, this is some weird credits. Okay, writer for Vanquished. Additional crew for Bayonetta, the sound department in Metal Gear Rising, and additional crew for the Wonderful One Hundred One. But wait, I feel he's like some more story, right? Writing an English localization. Oh, he's a local. He's a localizer. 
I, 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 I'm going to say that this poor guy got handed like a weekend to write a story. And he's like, I don't write fucking stories. And they're like, figure it out. <laughs> if That's what we're going to go with. He sounds like this is not his main gig. Which in that case makes it a lot more forgivable. In that case. A lot more forgivable. And I give him credit for trying to go there. Because like, I love the scene. That's the scene where the president shoots herself. <laughs> the Japanese, yes, the Japanese and I was writer. Sitting there. Uh, his only IMDb credit is Vanquished. It seems about right. <laughs> but the scene where the president shoots herself, and I was sitting there going like, okay, let's break this down real quick. Who knows? Because everybody who knew about your plan, other than Sam, was on that ship that just blew up, and you think Sam's dead because Sam's escape pod is so is he's KIA. So well, how would she know that her plan didn't get solved? She doesn't. It's just like one of those things where it's like it it, it, it I just sat there and laughed a lot at this this concept. <laughs> well, Darp, DARPA knew about it. How? Well, because wasn't Elena always in like Sam's ear to know? Okay, so Elena knows about it. There's no, there is no implication that like there's a higher connection to DARPA from her. It's just her and Sam. That's fair. That's yeah, like, dumb. This is like, a weird ending. Like, you're, you're, you're filling in logic holes that are not there for you to fill in because there is no logic. <laughs> um, like, also, also, there's no, like, setup for, like, what Sam's next... Like, there is a cliffhanger ending, and yet Sam is just like, I guess we did it. It's like, what did you accomplish? You accomplished nothing. You <laughs> mission <guy>. failed. <laughs> no, you, you didn't defeat the, the, the bad guy. He escaped. The the professor you were there to save is dead. The you blew up the big fucking um the colony that killed God knows how many people. <laughs> and now all that debris is falling to Earth, probably causing apocalyptic scenario in which half the world's gonna die and falling asteroids. Uh and Sam's just like, Hey man, I guess we can go home. You accomplished there's, nothing. There's the, a weird little romantic beat with your superior. <laughs> well they apparently they're already dating. They were dating oh, okay. before. Yeah, oh, he played the I tutorial mission. He he takes her out to dinner in a tutorial mission. I missed um, that bit. <laughs> but yeah, you accomplished nothing. You came, here's you triumphant, did nothing. Here's triumphant credits around. music. That sounds like the Galaxy Quest theme. I was trying to yeah. place it. I was like, what does this sound like? And the then Galaxy I listened Quest. to the Galaxy Quest theme. And I was like, oh my god. It's a dead ringer. It's insane how close it is. And you play a little mini game where you shoot the asteroids. I like that. I thought that was kind of fun. It's a good way to make people watch your credits. Um, Shinji Mikami was the toughest to take down. He had yeah. like four uh, asteroids guarding him and everything. That was fun. It was cute. Yeah, I like all that. <sighs> this game rules. <laughs> It is a fun, it's a good, listen, it's a fun video game. But I think I will never, I can't forgive how, what it could be. Story, throw the story shit out the window. Let's throw that all out the window. It's, uh, also, it's, a, it's, it's not, not, that's not, that's not what type of game it is. Who cares? No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm throwing. But it also, when you make something bad, <laughs> it's just, yeah. True. Um, but, uh, story stuff thrown out the window is not that kind of game. 
I feel like what I, I it's so close to being at that maximum potential that uh, I just left frustrated. Vanquish Two would be a wonderful fucking video game. <laughs> Um, How can you be mad at a story that gave us such lines as "Thank God I'm an athe- atheist," followed immediately by "Glug glug bitches." <laughs> Some fucker wrote that shit in an Excel document, <laughs> and I think, yeah, yeah, no, this is, I, Carter's great. <laughs> Say what you want about him, he's got a, he's got like a bomb in his arm. Just does naturally. I mean, if you have a robot arm, what else are you gonna put? <laughs> It got a lot of ammunition in there. Don't know how that works. Uh, but yeah, vanquished. I I I feel like uh, I just left frustrated with what could have been, but uh, I'm still glad we played it. It's off my to play pal. I didn't regret playing it. I enjoyed playing it. It's just I sat there the whole time being like, this could be better. This could be better. Five things. BuzzFeed article right here will fix Vanquished. <laughs> number four will surprise and amaze you. No, it's got to be like number three. It's got to get you through at least half the list. We got to get through True. clicks. <laughs> but it can't be number um, one. Number one's not the most surprising. It's no, no, because at that point we don't really give a shit because half the time number one's just an ad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and once we got past the one that will surprise you, we just phone it in the rest of the way. It's the Here's per- the thing you, you don't know. It? Go ahead. You you mentioning it was the first time I thought of BuzzFeed in like years. What you don't know is that's my side gig. I just write like 45 BuzzFeed articles a day. It's just like five reasons why you shouldn't wear green after Labor Day. And oh. Two days later, seven reasons why green should be the main color after Labor Day. <laughs> um, I have, before we move on, I have one more question about the story of this game. What does okay. an R? What does RI stand for? We said we got RIs, and I was like four chapters in. I have no clue what an RI stands for. <laughs> Russian intelligence. Oh my! <laughs> my my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is, I made that completely up. But there's a good chance I'm right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It never really. Oh, okay. You that. convinced me. I was like, I have no reason to believe it's not. <laughs> I should have just been like Russian intelligence. That's what I mean. So. It's like AI, artificial intelligence, RI, Russian intelligence. They are Russian artificial intelligence. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the fun part is, I could be correct. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it kind of leads us in a weird point because there's no game to talk about for next time. So, I guess we'll bring it home. And stay to the save at gmail.com. Stay to the save on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, YouTube. Are we going to keep that Twitter? It's it's up. I haven't done anything with it in a while. A part of me, a part of me, just wants to ride that train out to the end. <laughs> um because if yeah, you know, after a while if things get big like bad enough, then you could just be like the biggest like the biggest king of the shit mountain. <laughs> like all the rats are fleeing and you just stay long enough to be king of shit mountain. Um uh, Stay the Save is now on uh what's that on Hive because I followed all the uh Twitter people who were leaving and been like, We're gonna be the biggest podcast on Hive. 
I did not even know what Hive is. I didn't. I found out about it a few days ago. <laughs> okay. Wait well, a second. Hive now. Hive's not like Hive's not like truth or nothing, is it? Like no. it's not some crazy Trump <laughs> website, is it? <laughs> you, what, what are you putting us on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say I'm gonna keep an eye on the you, people man. I followed. The people I followed there were were good people. Okay, we trust those people. I try. I trust these people. <laughs> Is one of them Dan Reichel? Because I don't trust Dan Reichel. Oh, I, I followed Dan Reichel. Dan Reichel oh, was see, the one that was like, the I'll see what this is. That's the <laughs> Dan Reichel has led us into the Valley of the, the, the Snakes. Um, <laughs> yet again. Yes. Go ahead. That's it. Yet again. Yet again. Um, yeah, so uh, follow us on those things. Um, send in your emails to stay of the save. Uh, we have a lot of big changes coming up with season four. Season four is going to be kind of like a relaunch, sort of, kind of. Um, also, we got our like year in wrap up stuff, and now I'm just more confused than ever because apparently we have listeners in 12 countries. So, hello to all 12 of you, uh, all 12 countries. <laughs> um that's just on one platform that we have the 12 listeners from on one platform but, yes yeah but Our spotify rap came out and was like thank you all of all of you guys for listening and supporting us it's always fun looking at the numbers and going wait what now how, how, how many uh it's weird to the, to he- yeah to the to the number of you who are we're the num we're your number one most listened to podcast on spotify thank you <laughs> surprising like yeah. really thank you this, yeah, generally we, yeah, that's we, amazing <laughs> um we appreciate it uh it's it was a higher number than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> and that's just <laughs> spotify we don't get fancy fancy analytics for uh we're on like goddamn how many platforms are we on like 20 um we only get really fancy analytics for spotify uh so yeah that was really nice it was nice to see all those uh people deciding to show us that they uh they listen to our show uh we appreciate it um shoot an email we'll read it on the holiday special or send us a message on one of the social media platforms uh send it to us on twitter if you have a verified account we'll even label you as a verified (laughs) listener eight dollars eight dollars eight dollars to get bullied um twenty dollars until you bully me and then i'll make it eight if you're a famous author I, I, I like Stephen King. I was uh, listening to one of his books, his book of this year. Uh, he came out with this year, Fairy Tale, which is a fucking great book. Um, so I was about almost at the end of it when I saw that tweet. And I sat there, I was like, you know what? Man makes him still writing high quality books in the year 2022. And he's bullying the richest man alive. I like this. This is having a good old time up there, man. Aren't we, Stephen? Um... But yes, uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you with the holiday specials and uh, stay safe out there.